Horror Minute is rated R. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is also rated R. We're going to spend this time discussing the movie in gory detail. And along the road, we will talk about some adult content and use some of our favorite swear words. Sidney Crosby was overrated even in his prime. Consider yourselves warned. Welcome to Rocky Horror Minute, the podcast where we discuss the Rocky Horror Picture Show in excruciating detail, one minute at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly. And I'm your other host, Leandra. And we're joined tonight by a very special guest. We have Blake Riley of D5, the Mighty Ducks podcast, and the Blake and Sal show. Hi, ladies. Blake, how you doing? How you doing, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting for me. I, it's fun when I get to be on another movie podcast. This is always fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're really glad to have you. And I understand that you have a storied history with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Do you remember the first time you saw the movie? First time, no, because I feel like I've been watching this movie forever. One of those movies. Like, I feel like I've always watched this movie because once in a blue moon. I know like, a friend of mine, my best friend in Jersey, would always bring the movies to the house that he'd see. It's like, you have to watch this movie. That's how I saw Clerks for the first time, too. So, like, I started these movies for the first time with him. Where it's like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. And this is one of those movies. And it was weird. It was fun. And, yeah, that's the first time I started with him. So, I don't remember how long ago it was that. I was, like, I was maybe in high school. It's a long time ago now. Yeah. And so, have have you been to a live screening? or I've been to one here <laughs> in Milwaukee with my wife. I <laughs> decided to have some fun with it. And she even let me want some of her um, fishnets. And... <laughs> Right. I have never told this story on air before. I've never told this story before. <laughs> and I do have yeah. pictures somewhere. Like I don't know where my photos are. They're somewhere downstairs. Like I have a box of photos I have to go through. They're in there. If I ever find them, I will put them up okay. in the Rocket community for sure. People to see this. Now, I'm not embarrassed by it anymore. Back then, I was like, what am I doing? This is insane. But yeah. it, looking back at it, it was great. I had so much fun. Yeah, usually people I find have an amazing time at the Shadowcast. Uh, that kind of environment lets a lot of people let loose. Like, like like you said, you were not somebody who is necessarily comfortable wearing fishnets in public oh. under normal circumstances. But yeah, at Rocky, it's like kind of anything goes type of atmosphere, exactly. which is freeing for a lot of people. I'm kind of always in that headspace. It <laughs> uh. <laughs> was funny. I think now, like as I got older, I might actually even have more fun than I did then. You know what I mean? One of those things. For sure. Yeah. If you take away your inhibitions, then a lot of things are more fun. Yeah. Pretty much. We're in minute 57 of this film. Yep. So what that means is it's an odd numbered number, which means I get to describe what happened. Yeah. Describe it in salacious detail. I will try and use what multiple people have referred to as either a sexy voice or a gravelly chain smoker voice that grates on their nerves. <laughs> no, it's a fun sex voice for sure. Yeah. Well, maybe to you. Other people <laughs> yeah, are because like, we wow. have so much fun sex. <laughs> hey, hey. I'll let that one sit there. I'll let that one just sit there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all right. I've told her to do that before. Okay. So, what happens in this minute is very interesting. The end. Rocky puts his hand on top of Janet's as she continues to bandage his wounded hand. He looks at her with the smiling, vacant, hetero stare of someone with stupid dick. And Janet <laughs> sees this happen and at first looks mildly shocked, maybe. 
And then she turns her head to kind of look around to see if anyone can see her. And then with just her eyes, she looks back at Rocky. She looks away again, and making a decision, she smiles. Then there's a voiceover of the criminologist. He is reading the definition of emotion. He says, emotion, agitation or disturbance of mind, vehement or excited mental state. And then he turns away from his book and says, it is also a powerful and irrational master. And from what Magenta and Columbia eagerly viewed on their television monitor, there seemed little doubt that Janet was indeed its slave. And then we don't see Janet and Rocky. No, no. We see Magenta and Columbia. They are sitting on a chaise lounge together, having a girl's night. And they say, tell us about it, Janet. And then they cackle at each other for a little bit. (laughs) And then we then see Janet, who is now up on the back of the tank, sitting on the lip of it, facing Rocky. And she sings, I was feeling done in. Couldn't win. I'd only ever kissed before. And then Columbia, confused, turns to Magenta and says, You mean she's... And then Magenta goes, "Uh Uh-huh. Janet continues to sing, I thought there's no use getting. And that's how this minute ends. Yes. Nice. So lots of fun stuff happens. Yeah, a lot happened in this minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big moment for Janet. Yeah, if you think about what Janet's been doing the past... I don't know if we have ever established a timeline of events in the castle, but at least for the past hour or so, she's been getting railed by Frank and then (laughs) Frank leaves. (laughs) No, no, I'm in the, in the past hour or so she, Oh, 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 I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, she, of course sees that Brad has done the same thing. I, that I think was like, the last straw for her like doing anything that a good girl would do you know well like well brad's cheating on me yeah and she doesn't even think of what she did as cheating which it's weird yeah that that's what always i mean we've already discussed this but the idea of like how could you it's like i mean (laughs) i mean it was quite easy then of course she she sees rocky and he's he's cowering in fear and covered in what can only hopefully be dirt but probably not and <laughs> uh, she sees an opportunity to go the distance and other cake songs but you said go the distance i thought it's a song from hercules so i was going with she's going the or he's going the distance you yeah. know the cake but no the we song can... where he goes so fast mm-hmm. Like the the lead singer just says that at one point over an instrumental. I love cake. I also love. I do too. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we can go with Hercules. This is a nice wholesome cast that we uh, that we put on. <laughs> I, I just love Disney, so that's where my brain goes. That's fair. I mean, so does Columbia, obviously. Yes, obviously. And we'll talk about yeah, that a really. little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, really. I thought that uh, the sex scene was why you requested these minutes, but maybe it's because of Columbia repping Disney. <laughs> no, I I, requ- I mean I more requested the song more than anything else. So, <laughs> fair. sure. And you read Playboy yeah, sure. articles and Sarandon boobs. Not, not at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, this scene 
is one that as somebody who has been doing Rocky and seeing Rocky since well before sex was a thing that I ever thought about. This is a weird scene for me because like conceptually, I understand that there's a lot of sexy stuff going on, but I can't see it as that in any way. Like this is completely just straightforward to me, which I think is probably more about more a read on me than anything else. That's funny because I actually had written down that this is the only sexual scene in the movie that I actually find hot. Because there's like, there's a couple of sexy moments in the movie, mostly Frankenfurter moments that are not from like sex scenes or sexual scenes. But uh, what the way that I mean, he's mashing her boob around. What I don't find I that, no, I don't not, find that to be a sex thing at all. Okay. No, no, not the mashing motion, but it. Uh, about, you see how you get a really good idea of the texture of her breasts. I don't know. I'm gay. There. I mean, it's for <laughs> yeah. that reason. And spoiler alerts for I think it's uh, minute fifty nine. Um, we'll see magenta honk. Columbia's boob in a very kind of like um, carnal sort of way. And I think that that is 80 million times more sensual than anything that Peter Henwood has ever done. That actually segues nicely into my note from the commentary for this minute. Because Patricia Quinn was talking about, she said, I love Nellie painting my toes. I don't remember who thought that up. And Richard O'Brien said, oh, it was probably you and Nellie. And she said, oh, yes, because we sat in a very cold caravan and talked about what we were going to do in this room of ours. And I think this is very sexy and very naughty. So there you go, Leandro. She's got something in common with you um, because she thinks painting toenails is sexy and naughty. But, well, uh, yeah, I don't think that toes are sexy. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of what you said. And then Richard <laughs> O'Brien said, fuck you. Richard O'Brien said, well, no, it's like kids playing together, isn't it? And then Patricia Quinn just went, do you think that's what it's like? And they just left it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Funny. I've had that same conversation with Oscar in many iterations where he goes like, oh, oh, that's a sex thing for the heteros or the lesbians. And I go, Yeah. I know it's shocking. I don't know. So anyway, but <laughs> what's funny is I'm thinking like feet do not turn me on at all. So that's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, me neither. But we've it, this is well known fact about Leandra and no. Oscar. <laughs> yes, Oscar. No, Leandra. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. As soon I actually thought as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, that's why she plays magenta. But oh no. Uh, but I do really I love the theme of voyeurism throughout this movie and Magenta and Columbia in that room watching and like they get very sexual about watching it as time goes on much more so than like Riff ever does watching the monitor so I love yeah. that and I it was it was foreshadowed in um, in Magenta's time warp solo where she said in another dimension with voyeuristic intentions well secluded i see all i will say that i have never felt so inclined as to have that sort of intimate group finger bang session with a friend while watching other people have sex like that's never been a thing maybe maybe because i just didn't have that college experience but i, I don't know 
I I don't understand the voyeurism thing either, but I would love to do like I would love to do it once, but it's one of those things where it's not something you do with a friend. <laughs> I'm just saying, even female friends, that's just not something you do. <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time I went to the Libertine sauna in Paris? You did, but you didn't say anything about this on the podcast. So I think that this is a good time to to share your story. Yes, it is. <laughs> this is actually a really funny story. So I was young. I was like 20. And my boyfriend at the time and I were in Paris for a weekend. And I really wanted to go to a libertine sauna because I'm, like I mentioned earlier, like total hippie, don't care about anything like about being naked we weren't planning so all right i guess for those of you who don't know a libertine sauna is kind of like a sex club or a swingers club there's typically saunas and usually hot tubs you're naked in there all the time there's like usually lots of private rooms where you can have sex that have like peepholes people can look at you or like generally people go there and like switch partners and stuff we weren't planning on doing any of that we were just kind of like Eh, we'll go fool around. We'll enjoy some time in the hot tub. The one we picked out is like really well known in Paris and like gets written up in like food magazines for how good the buffet is and stuff. So we were like, oh, we'll have dinner, hang out in the hot tub, maybe fuck in front of some people, go home. Um, so casual. <laughs> yeah. So we go to this club and we like, we had walked around Pigalle, the red light district, and had seen everything we wanted to see. And basically the website had listed the time it was opening wrong. So we showed up what we thought was like an hour after opening, but it was actually not opening for another hour. So we had like an hour to kill. Basically it's raining and across the street. I saw a different Libertine sauna that was like inside of an adult video store, like a mega store. Oh, and we no. were like, that place is probably shitty. So just to give you some context, the place that we were trying to go it was 60 euros for a couple to get in. And then it was like 120 euros for a single guy and women are free. So we were like, well, that place looks really shitty, but maybe we can kill some time there. And like, if it's cheap and then we can just go to the club we actually want to go to. So we went and looked and it was free for a couple to get in. So we were like, what do we have to lose? Cause we were stupid. So, cause like that should have been a warning sign if, if a couple can get in for free. Right. But we went in there, we got undressed in the locker room. There were a bunch of old guys watching what I thought were game shows in the locker room, which I thought was weird because they were like just sitting around naked watching game shows. But we were like, well, let's just go see if the hot tub has anyone in it. And there was no one in the club, like, and the hot tub was completely empty. So we were like, oh, perfect. Uh, we went and showered because you have to shower before you get in the hot tub. And while we were rinsing off suddenly the shower was packed like on all sides like and then there was like a huge line out the door to get into showers like the place was suddenly like hopping and we we got out and we started walking towards the hot tub and they all followed us in a line like a like baby ducks and that's when i was like oh i'm the only woman in this club it's just full of gross old oh, dudes God. and me so, so we got in the hot tub and they all just like filled the hot tub and then like the ones that didn't fit in it just like sat around it like wolves watching me. And so me and my boyfriend were just like, this is uncomfortable and we should go. But we also like were embarrassed and didn't want to just like walk out. 
So we were like, okay, let's go to one of the like private rooms. And we did that and people kept trying to like follow us in and we were like, no. So (laughs) the room we were in had like a little peephole, like six inches in diameter, probably not very far off the floor, like just a few inches off the floor. (laughs) And so what they did was they all like crowded around this tiny hole and we just saw like a bunch of like eyes watching them and at some point my boyfriend like knelt for some reason and I think they thought he was like about to go down on me and we just heard in English through the whole just this guy go oh yes and we were like okay we have to (laughs) so creepy (laughs) (laughs) I mean it wasn't like, I mean, it was the intended purpose of the club, but it was so humorous the way he said it. And also just like, so anyway, at that point we were like, okay, we have to leave. It's, this is too funny. But that was my experience with voyeurism. I hated that. Everything about that yeah. zero out of 10 would never want to do that. Wow. A lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, adventurous. I'm the adventurous one. You are. I yeah. I just love that you were like, oh no, look at all these red flags. Well, it would be impolite to leave now. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, why, why would I leave? Oh, and <laughs> when I was talking to my boyfriend later, I was like, it was. I just don't understand. Like, so they just sit around and watch game shows, waiting for like a girl to show up. And he was like, game shows? That was porn. <laughs> Did you think of game show? <laughs> And that's literally how oblivious I am. I guess I was walking by and I was like, eh, bright colors, uh, it's a game show. Like, I didn't even, like, look directly at the screen, apparently. Obviously, the sound must have went off. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I was. D- it was in French. Oh, so. there you go. <laughs> yeah. So did you make your way across the street to get a good buffet, at least? <laughs> we went the hell home to our hotel. I was so not in the mood to try my luck at a second club. Um, it also like the, honestly the most upsetting thing about that experience was I didn't feel like that place was really clean, so I was just kind of like wanting a good shower at that point. I already have just like the a level of ick when it comes to like a public hot tub or jacuzzi experience because really what you're becoming then is like a human soup and you're just hanging out and marinating with other people. And I don't think that that's relaxing. I think that that's upsetting and not a thing I want. And there's no way that place was draining their tub anytime, like any any regularity. That's honestly like, that's something I would do when I was 20. I don't know if I could have gotten in that hot tub now. I'm way more of like germ conscious than I was back then. What if Gary Busey was in there? All right. If you're telling me if Gary Busey's in a hot tub, you're not going to hop in there and have a conversation with that crazy bastard? No. No. <laughs> that's and our podcast. Is obsessed, yeah, of, our podcast is obsessed with Gary Busey, and I wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh man, I would. I would. I would want to stay out of like biting distance because he's got some choppers and he's kind of crazy. But uh, yeah. There are so I, I mean, many. I, there are so many places that I would hate to see Gary Busey, and I'd say that a hot tub is like uh, maybe in the top ten, but not <laughs> high top ten. <laughs> what's the number one? Just, what's number one? Um, <laughs> naked in front of me in the woods. In the woods. <laughs> well, that, in the woods. Okay. okay. In the woods, like that, you'd probably like 
not be able to see him as well. I don't know. Um, <laughs> is he a master of camouflage, Kelly? <laughs> I was, I guess I was thinking of it at night. Um, in the woods, I'd be too worried about Perry Bedden, honestly, to even care that it was Gary Busey. So there's that. Why? Why would Gary Busey be naked in the woods, though? You know what? We could talk about this for hours. I don't even know how we got here. Yeah. I don't even know how we got here. But I have no idea. Well, first we were in Paris, and then Gary Busey was in a hot tub, and Kelly was like, well, I must partake. <laughs> okay, after we were. <laughs> yeah, I would have actually fucked Gary Busey if he had been at that club. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> You know my stance. The, the whole reason you brought him up is because you know I would fuck any celebrity, even if they're weird and crazy. That is true. Sorry, I'm sorry, Mr. Busey, if you ever listen. Well, he to is us. crazy. I, there's no, there's no he, doubt of that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I talked about his teeth, but I mean, he's used to all that by now. You didn't. You didn't listen to his audiobook. That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> so, Blake, do you have any thoughts on this minute? Um, the only thing I actually, because this is how. I, number one, I like the fact that both we had like two different like breaking the fourth wall moments in the matter of like twenty seconds, which is hysterical to me because it's like totally against the rules of like all movies where we have two people like breaking the fourth wall, <laughs> which I love. Um, then I was actually looking at the um, the dictionary and I'm like, what other word? Why number one, he's obviously pointing out emotion, but like I'm looking around it and I'm like, this is a really strange dictionary. <laughs> like how old is this dictionary? <laughs> like it, it makes no some of these is like there are words missing between words here. Like it makes no sense to me why we go from a manual to to emotion in like five words. Like it makes no sense to me. I actually really wanted to talk about that definition because I don't know if I agree with this definition of emotion. I don't know well, what you guys the official, think. Official like Webster definition, like. I, go- I actually looked that up, and no, it's not. Because So my issue with it is it, it makes it sound like the only emotions you can have are, like, really violent ones, yeah. you know? But, you know, like, you can be mildly happy. That's an yeah. emotion, you know what I mean? I would call that a, a vehement or excited mental state. So anyway, I, I looked it up, and I like the official definition much better, which is a natural, instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. Instinctive or intuitive feeling as distinguished by reasoning or knowledge. That makes a lot more sense. So this is like a crazy, I don't know if it's been like updated since the 70s, but it's like a crazy, I'm wondering if they made this up for the movie because it like kind of fit better. So you yeah, because the only like, adjective is emotionless. That's the only one listening here. Like there's usually like more than that. Yeah. So this definitely got made up for the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like they because you know that that ties in really well to the crim monologue of it's a powerful and irrational master. Exactly. Yeah. Just like Gary Busey, there it is. I'm sure. There it is. Tie it all together. Yeah. Tie it all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at a screenshot of that page in the book itself. Yeah. And there are a couple of interesting things about it. It is specifically a copy of part of a page that has been exploded and then pasted into this book. So now we have very little other than this one column uh, to go on as to what else is in there. And then the other words that are there are, you're, uh, you are correct, there are plenty that 
at least wouldn't be the only things exactly. in the dictionary around emotion. Exactly. It, it, it's gotta be but, I mean, I know this is an old dictionary, but still, like, <laughs> there's a lot of things missing yeah. here. But like, there's emit, Emmanuel, Emmanuel College, Emmet, Emollient, Emolument, Emotion, Emotional, Emotive, and then Empathy. Also, and that's everything that's on there. Also, like that, I have it on my screen here too. It's like that page is taped in there. So, so I think it's weird. Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do, and this is kind of a callback, but it's also kind of just something that I enjoy. When you see the criminologist reading the the definition for emotion, I like yelling over top of him, empathy, noun, the power of projecting <laughs> one's personality into, and then at some point, the camera pans away, and I go, hey, I was reading that. That is funny. So <laughs> it, It's silly, but funny. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, that was all I wanted to go over as far as the crim break. I know that we often have our our whoopsies and whatnot uh, when the criminologist pops up, and I'm not saying that we don't have any of those, but I will say that our audience members they never call, they never write. How are we supposed to know if we make a mistake if they don't tell us? So yeah, not that I not that I blame them. I know that they're so busy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, please email us. We're so lonely. So lonely. We, we've we tried talking with yeah. Mary Busey, even, and it's just, it, we're getting... Yeah. As, as a listener, it, it's not... As a regular listener, I, as, if it makes <laughs> you feel better, I listen to the show at work, so I, I have a hard time responding to what you're saying a lot of times. I am working. I listen to your show. <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> so, as, as a regular listener, I just throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird, oh, because you work at that Parisian... The libertine sauna that we were just talking about. <laughs> that, that, that's just weird. <laughs> Knowing what you do for a living, Blake, I really hope you do not. No, work. I do not. <laughs> that would be a terrible job. <laughs> yeah. If, if for some weird reason anyone I know were listening to this, I don't do that. <laughs> just throw it out there. <laughs> what are you talking about? Everybody listens to this, right? Well, the funny part is I put like my appearances yeah. up on the show website. So people do listen just for like, like what show has Blake been on? He'll listen to the show. Like if anyone here, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime somebody kind of unexpected says, oh, I've been listening to your podcast. I go, okay, well, I hope you've gotten really cool about some stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I will say something. I listen to like romance novel audiobooks at work as well. So listening to your show and listening to those are like I'm totally used to weird stuff in my ears at work. So <laughs> Ooh. I used to author those as well. Yes, I, she sure did. I, I do listen to romance novels a lot. So <laughs> Well, let's hope you never figure out my pen name, I guess. Or I'm going to be really embarrassed about the writing quality. Eh, there are worse things. I like that there are a lot of fun things in the background of Columbia and Magenta's bedroom yes. that they're hanging out in. And we'll talk about some of them later on. But I did want to, for this minute, kind of do a, a spotlight on what Columbia is wearing. She's wearing light flannel men's white and blue striped pajamas it's a vertical light blue dark blue and white stripe and the pants have a white drawstring waist and the pant legs are a little on the short side and the sleeves are just far too long 
The shirt buttons down the front with white plastic buttons, and the left shoulder is ripped, and there are a couple of rips on the right side, including a rip where her right nipple can peek through them at various times. And there's a vertical rip at Columbia's right hip in the pants. And she is wearing that pajama top mostly unbuttoned through the scene with very clearly no bra. And in addition to that, she's wearing black plastic Mickey Mouse ears that have that black felt cap. And I always just in my brain decided that it said Columbia on there. There's no embroidery on it. it there's no, the logo is even off of it. And it you can just buy this online and say, yeah, I'm not, I don't want the embroidery and it's fine. And then you'll have fairly screen accurate ears. She's also wearing open-toed black high-heeled mules with some marabou over the uh, over the top. She's wearing some uh, some very pretty vintage sort of uh, sort of things. Uh, both her and magenta uh, kind of go into a more 40s 50s sensibility with their costuming in some ways for uh, for these costume pieces. The uh, there's a statue of two people leapfrogging in between Columbia and Magenta. And I, I I can't imagine what it would be for. It almost looks like some sort of award, like a trophy. But the the concept of there being a some sort of competition for leapfrogging is just too gorgeous, too hilarious to me. I was about to ask, what is that trophy? And, I was actually wondering the same thing. Yeah, it it defies logic, at least to me. But those are all of my notes for this. And Kelly, I'm sure you have uh, more. I just have one more. After Janet makes her decision and like you see her on the monitor, basically the whole time Krim is talking, she's petting his hand. And I hate that because it doesn't make sense to do. And if you're playing Janet, you have to stand there and just pet Rocky's hand for what seems like an hour. And it's awkward. <laughs> and I hate it. That's it. So... There's this fun thing that dogs do. If you put your <clears throat> if you put your hand on top of one of their paws, they instinctively like pull their paw out from under your hand and try and put their paw on top of this your hand. True. So, uh, it really looks like Rocky's kind of doing that at the beginning. Like uh, Janet has uh, has her hand on top of Rocky's and is putting this bandage on and then he moves his hand and he's like no, I have to be on top. And it's it's very cute when you see puppies do it, but not necessarily cute when you see Peter Henwood do it. I did just try it on my dog, and she was way too lazy to do that. Oh, well, she's barely a dog. That's true. But yeah, so that's pretty much all I got besides callbacks. All right, let's jump into those. So... When Rocky just sort of grabs her hand and smiles at her, the callback is, I may not be a smart man, but I know what boobies are. (laughs) (laughs) And then, but that segues directly into like the really big one for this minute, in my opinion, which is as Janet's looking between Rocky and the audience, the callback is, Janet, do you want to fuck Rocky or the audience? Rocky 
or the audience, and then she looks at the audience and grins, and then everybody cheers. <laughs> After I was feeling done in, you say, an out and in, an out and in. And then couldn't win. Now, you can name a sports team, like, you know, like like the Ravens or whatever, but uh, a lot of us like to get even more meta than that and just yell, like the local sports team. <laughs> and <laughs> if, ever I, really if ever I could have a legacy, it would be the local sports team callback. That's one that I specifically at least brought into popularity at our show. And that's the one that makes me happiest. Yeah, it's a good one. So those are the only ones I had, but I know you've probably got a lot more, Leandra. Um, yeah. So there's not a whole lot at the beginning that you uh, that you didn't already have, but I do like when the criminologist says it is also a powerful and irrational master. If you say it, it is also a powerful and irrational mouthwash, I don't know why, but it when you say that it. Uh, his the lip syncing on that uh, really works so uh, you can trick yourself into thinking that that is actually what he's saying and it just it's weird and then columbia when she says you mean she's and magenta says "Uh uh-huh there are a couple of options that you can go with um you mean she's lying you mean she's catholic so there are there are a couple of ways that you can convey that or you mean she's only done butt stuff (laughs) <laughs> and I thought there no, I thought there's no use getting laid into did you do the heavy metal one? My brain is complete cheese. That's uh, next minute. Okay. Then th- this is good stuff. We're gonna ignore that. Alright. <laughs> um, but otherwise, that is it. Okay. In that case, I guess we will sign off the way we sign off every minute with no. Now. You don't, you don't go, go home, 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 but you can't stay there. So get the fuck, get the fuck out. out. To the late night, double feature, picture show. That's actually pretty nice and tight.